0: Well, right now I'm a federal law enforcement officer, but this happened when I was in college. It was kind of scary and seemed paranormal at the time, but I eventually figured it out. To make ends meet, I worked two jobs while going to school, and one of them was a rural paper route. This was in Texas back in the late 70s. Yeah, I'm old, One of the worst things about this route was having to deliver the Sunday edition just after Saturday's midnight. So I'm out on these dirt roads late at night, usually without a car in sight. And sometimes I would have to go five miles out of the way to deliver one paper because the people live so far away from the main roads. This was one of those deliveries. I noticed one night as I was leaving this house that there was movement off to my left in the woods. I was driving with the windows down because it was hot, and to facilitate flinging those papers out the windows as I drove by. It looked like someone was running through the woods with a flickering light, following my car. The next weekend, I noticed it again and stopped the car. Nothing. So I drove away and went home. I noticed when I delivered the papers during the week that there was a very old cemetery in those woods, and I got a little weirded out. So the next weekend comes along, And sure enough, as I drive away from the house, I see these lights following my car through the cemetery. I stop the car and the light goes away. I decide I've got to find out what this is, no matter how weird it may be or how late it is. After about three minutes of investigation, I figured out it was the headlights of my car reflecting off the old tombstones in the cemetery. I laughed at myself and felt pretty foolish but I thoroughly enjoyed taking my girlfriends with me, I worked this route for about 2 years, from then on, and when I got to that spot, saying oh my god. What is that? My uncle, who was a cop, who's now in some private government sector, we haven't seen him or heard from him in years. Well. Except for a massively beautiful bouquet of flowers that showed up to my door when my grandmother from the other side of my family died with a card in his handwriting. So we know he's still alive, anyway. This is a little different. When I was a kid, we'd go to his new house a lot. It was awesome but very run down from what I remember. He regularly came to my house for dinner, and when he first moved in, He began telling my mother and I that a lot of weird things were happening at his house. He wasn't the type to joke about that kind of thing, especially given how often he brought it up. He lived alone. But you could tell he was still very intrigued by something he was sort of growing uncomfortable with. A year goes by and the things that kept happening to him become pretty normal. Things going on and off, the switches would be flicked, things suddenly being on the floor when he came home from work in the morning, he did overnights, and doors upstairs closing with no wind, room pressure changes, moisture, nothing. Hard ridged doors. I went over one night for dinner and wasn't even thinking about it. It was near Christmas. This was probably 14 years ago now. And mid-conversation with my parents in the living room, at the exact same exact time, every light and electronic turned on at maximum volume this meant the tv his stereo system and alarm clock were all separate and blaring and as fast as it all started he shut it all off quickly and smoothly two doors then closed upstairs consecutively he said with a smile on his face well i'm sorry about that but i told you i wasn't kidding then i cried because i was 10. My friend's dad was the chief of police in the small rural area where we grew up. Early in his career, they got a call very early in the morning from a farmhouse near some railroad tracks. The caller said they could hear a young boy playing on the tracks and wanted them to check it out. As he was walking down the tracks with his flashlight, a young boy jumped out and ran across the tracks just a few yards in front of him. My friend's dad called out, but didn't get a response. As he ran up over the small rise next to the track, he found that he was completely alone, with no boy to be found anywhere. Shaken, he returned to the station and began relaying his story to the officer who had arrived for the morning shift. As he was describing the boy, the other cop showed him a file. The boy my friend's dad had seen completely matched the description of a young boy whose body had been found on those tracks a couple of years prior. I know this sounds a little too crazy to be true, but my friend's dad is one of the toughest, most coldly logical people I have ever known. My dad is a police officer and was called to a house one night in a town nearby. The house was an older, two-story house painted white with a basement door that was built into the floor and pulled up to open, revealing an old, dark staircase leading down to the basement. The owner of the house was an older woman who lived alone. When the officers got there, the lady had locked herself in one of the upstairs rooms in fear of what was happening downstairs. The reason she had called the police was because she believed someone was in the basement, and was trying to break into the upstairs, as she heard an extremely loud, extremely hard bang on the basement door that went on for hours, so hard that the door was moving. The weird thing was that the only way into the basement was through that door in the house, and there were no basement windows on the outside of the house that could be broken through. The basement door was locked while the banging was happening, so no one had passed through the door into the basement either. When the officers arrived at the house, it was after midnight, and they could clearly hear the loud banging from inside the house even before entering. The officers were skeptical and thought there was for sure someone in the basement. A few officers gathered around the basement door and removed boxes that the woman had stacked on top of it in fear. These boxes were shaking too as the banging was happening, and when one of them removed the lock and swung the door open, nothing was there. They thought this was really weird, so my dad went down the stairs with a flashlight in hand and a gun drawn. You can imagine how dark the basement would have been as there were no windows, and the only way to turn the light on was by going down the stairs and pulling a string on a light bulb. After searching the entire basement, no one was found. This is weird. My cousin, who's a cop, told me this story. It's incredible to read, but I'm sure 75% of you won't believe it. I thought I would share it anyway. He was about five months into his career as a cop, about April of 1988, when this happened, and was stationed in the medium-sized middle-class town in central Oregon where our family originated from. Our ancestors came from Finland and settled in this town. There was this old fart who lived in a Victorian-style house and was kind of a relic. He was born in 1916 or sometime around then. He wasn't a shut in or anything, he was actually fairly social, except he was still kind of xenophobic. He wouldn't come right out and say it, but everyone knew he detested black people. He had lived in the same house since he was two years old, and he was Finnish as well. Let's call him R. In November of 1987, R was given six months to live because of a colon cancer diagnosis. It really shook the community. And he seemed to be the only one who was okay with the diagnosis. He said goodbye to a lot of people. So back to my cousin. One night, around 3 AM in April of 1988, he gets a call from one of ours neighbors, saying that they hadn't seen him exit his house for a couple days and that the lights had been on and off in his house for a long time. Fearing the worst, my cousin and his partner were dispatched to check it out. When they arrived, Neighbors who were woken up by the lights and noise of the squad car inferred what had probably happened, and a lot of them began to cry. My cousin and his partner entered the house easily because the front door had been unlocked. Neither of them had ever been inside the house, so the first thing they saw was this massive elk head that our had obviously killed and mounted on his living room wall. They made their way upstairs and found our pale and cold on his bedroom floor, with his bed still made. They did the routine thing and called the paramedics and coroner. The ambulance arrived, and my cousin and his partner remained outside and talked to neighbors about what had happened. There was only one paramedic at the time because they were understaffed and the other guy was on a different call across town. He needed help moving R's body, and of course, the coroner couldn't help because he was just another old guy. So my. a cousin and his partner helped the paramedic put her on a stretcher and into a body bag they carried him downstairs now this is where things get creepy as they got downstairs they noticed something was different about the elk head it was twisted sideways and there was something written under it in red my cousin said his hair stood on end when he read what it said Ajua, which is Finnish for stay or remain He swiped some of the red liquid off the wall and realized that it was dripping from the elk's head. He immediately ran over and told his partner and the paramedic what he saw. They were all freaking out, and the paramedic told my cousin to run outside and open the back of the ambulance. My cousin did so, but as soon as he took the last step off the deck, the sirens on their squad car and the ambulance went off at the same time. People ran inside because of the noise. My cousin, thoroughly freaked out by now, opened the back door as fast as he could. He turned around and saw the paramedic and his partner carrying the stretcher onto the front porch of the house. Then, without a warning, every single window on the house shattered and imploded into the house. The sound of breaking glass was so loud that my cousin was unable to hear anything after that. He could only see what happened next. The roof over the front porch that extended over the body of the house collapsed onto the edge of the porch, making kind of a slanted surface up towards the broken frames of the second-story windows. Dust went everywhere and people rushed back out to help. My cousin ran around the side of the house where he could see in through the side of the front porch. He clambered up and through the triangular hole the roof had created to get to his partner, who was shaking and incredibly pale in the face, as was the paramedic. R's body was out of his body bag and lying on the porch. My cousin tried to calm his partner down because he was babbling. He was saying that R's body had sat up and ripped through the body bag and began screaming after the roof came down. My cousin checked the body bag, and sure enough it was ripped to pieces. The other ambulance came over after that and helped my cousin and the paramedic to a trauma center while my cousin filed the report and told what happened to his other cop buddies at the station. This has become sort of a local legend, and I'm still not sure if I believe it. Some of you have probably heard about this, it was pretty publicized. I'm not a police officer. But my father is. He hasn't told this story to everyone, but obviously he told his family. He got a call one day from an old man who lived alone in his house in town. It wasn't a rare occasion for that man to call the police. So my dad shows up with his partner and the old man asks them to step inside. He says there is a high schooler upstairs trying to skip school or something. So my dad calls up the stairs, police. Is there someone up there? One minute. Came the response of a teenager. To which my father replies, come down here right now. One minute. By this time, my father's partner is in the backyard of the house watching the windows. Eventually, my father goes upstairs and looks for the teen. To make a long story, that I don't remember very well, short, there wasn't anyone upstairs, and my dad came down after a long time looking. He starts talking to the old man for a couple minutes until he sees, out of the corner of his eye, a glimpse of a very faint shadow coming down the stairwell and out the back door. He shrugs it off, thinking it was a trick of the light. Shortly after, his partner comes in the back door with a shocked look on his face. I do not quite remember the rest of the story, But apparently they both saw the same shadow move down the stairs, out the back door, and through the fence. I also forgot to mention that the old man's house looks dangerously like the house in the Amityville Horror. I may be able to get a picture or two if this post gets big enough. my dad is an operations manager for closing scenes up in terms of traffic accidents and crime scenes involving bodies and roads one evening he is driving his heavy goods wagon loaded with all the right equipment he's called out to a scene a few miles out in the country i know this area and its densely tree populated roadsides and there's no sign of human life aside from roads and the occasional piece of road trash it's late and he's been on the road for a while so he decides to pull over and take a piss. As he pisses into a dark bush, literally roadside. Free of the worry of being spotted by any human, we are talking about this remote and uninhabited type of area. He says the wind slowly picked up and chilled him instantly to the core. Pissing away, he says, literally only inches away, he hears a high-pitched shrill voice come out of the buses, in the clearest and most purest English. I was shocked, as without light, this area was impossible to navigate through the trees and bushes. The darkness was endless in all directions, and shadow light was all the human I could afford. Darkness literally devoured all light, bar the headlights of his running vehicle meters behind him. He says the voice had a heavy reverberation and almost demonic quality to it. It screams out almost invitingly for my father to come into the bush with him. Driver, it calls out. My dad's a tough, robust. But he books it back into his heavy goods vehicle and tries to drive out as fast as he can go, but the engine dies. The wind at this point is going so fast it's rattling the two-ton vehicle. This had scared my dad even more, as the weather had been somewhat calm that day. Until suddenly, the vehicle kicks in stats and roars away. Along with that, the wind stopped. My dad, Subsequently, hadn't put his cock away and ended up pissing all over himself in fear. To this day, I get shivers recounting that story. A former law enforcement officer five years ago, when I was on FTO, we responded to a residential burglary in progress. We arrived on the scene and the homeowner met us at the front door. He was absolutely hysterical. She explained that she was upstairs with her three kids and downstairs. She heard what sounded like someone shuffling on the carpet and opening cabinets in the kitchen. She immediately locked herself in the master bedroom and called 911. All of us searched the entire house, including the crawl space and the attic. Every single door and window were secured and there was no sign of any forced entry. The creepy part was that when we went to the kitchen, all the cabinets were open. Every single one. It was pretty weird, but we all chalked it up to a paranoid housewife, her husband was deployed. The following night, we got another call to the same address for a residential burglary in progress. The dispatcher put out the call with the added information possible EDP, emotionally disturbed person, mental illness, We responded the same way, searched the entire house, and heard the same story from the homeowner. Again, all of the kitchen cabinets were opened. There was no sign of any forced entry or any sign that anyone had been in the house. After we cleared the call, all of the officers lingered outside of the residence while the homeowner piled the kids into the minivan to stay somewhere else. While we were standing around, It was brought up that the former homeowner had killed himself in the residence two years ago. It creeped me out. My dad was a police officer in a small town, a few thousand people, but big in land, lots of state forests. He loved to scare me with this true story that happened to him in the seventies. In one of these state forests, Some hunters came upon a crashed plane that had gone missing several months earlier. The four occupants had died and provided the local animals with a small, but tasty, buffet. The scene was beyond gruesome as it was in the fall and they had all summer to decompose and be feasted upon. My dad was new to the police force, so unto him fell the task of guarding the scene until the coroner and state could get there in the morning my dad was left on an old fire road near the scene all night long. Well, things were good and quiet, as you can expect, until around 2 a.m. My father began to hear noises coming from the scene, talking, whispering, and then moaning, followed by the most vile, wicked, and loud scream, my dad, as he remembers it, started to radio it in. But before he could he saw his buddy and another cruiser had snuck up on him on a separate fire road to pull this awesome prank. Good times. This is half my story and half my best friend's police dad's story, as he was called to the house opposite mine due to an evil ghost. Police get a call in the middle of the night from a woman who's basically screaming that there's someone else in her house and they're trashing the place. The police came because she says it's just her and her baby there. When the police get there, the woman is telling the police operator person that the intruder is still there, so police dad plus partner bust into the house, search the entire place and find no one. The woman had locked herself in her ensuite and explained that, of course, they couldn't find anyone because it was the ghost of the people who lived there before and they had just vanished or whatever it is that ghosts do she'd been finding stuff moved and hearing creaking floorboards and doors slamming since she moved in but this time the house was completely trashed broken picture frames furniture flipped over glasses smashed all over the kitchen floor that sort of thing the people who lived there before had passed away but i knew them fairly well They were a very nice elderly couple who occasionally asked me to do jobs around the house that they couldn't do anymore, and they always offered me a cup of tea and a piece of cake when I did. The husband passed away in his sleep, and the wife died shortly after. The new owner assumed they had been vicious mean people who didn't want anyone else living in their house and that was why they were haunting her, but from their kindly demeanor before death, I didn't think that was very likely, also, ghosts aren't real. So either this woman is lying, crazy and wrecked her own house or vengeful ghosts did. Police assumed it was the woman, but apparently you can't arrest someone for destroying their own property. They calm her down. She gets a hotel room overnight, comes back the next day to tidy up, then goes to stay with some family for a while. I didn't see her for a couple of weeks at least. Here's where I come in. When she does come back, I'm outside washing my car. I see her take the baby in, then she comes out, leaving the front door wide open and just sits back in her car. This was a bit strange, but I thought nothing of it because, hey, she's a crazy person. Two hours later, I look out the window and her front door is still open and she's still in the car with no baby in sight. I go out to see if she's okay. She looks like she's been crying, so I take her inside. Check on the baby, it was fine, left in the hallway but fast asleep in the car seat, and make her a cup of tea. Her home is completely wrecked again, and there are used tea cups everywhere after this I was starting to think that maybe she wasn't crazy. I phone up my friend and get him and his police dad to come straight over. We help tidy up the place, close all the doors and put one of those spy camera things in the living room. The woman stays elsewhere again overnight and comes back the next day. The house is a mess again doors that we definitely left closed wide open, that sort of thing. So we look at the spy camera footage, excited to see real footage proving once and for all the existence of paranormal beings. Instead, we see footage of the next door neighbor, Coming in through the back door using the key hidden under the ceramic toad that had been there since before the previous residents passed away, a key the new owner hadn't known about. We called the police immediately, and police dad went round to the neighbor's house to arrest him, but knocked on the door and there was no answer. Here ends the story. There is no resolution, unfortunately. This story is always brought up whenever I see police dad. He gives me the usual update that they haven't found ghost neighbor and have no leads. Not much chance they'll ever get him. The woman moved out and the new owners changed the locks. No word on if the house is still haunted, but I'd assume not. My grandpa was a police officer for a long time. This lady had just bought a new house and called to complain that it was badly haunted four policemen showed up and went into the house. They heard something upstairs, so three of the officers went up there, while another stayed downstairs with the lady. They start heading into a room, and before they can get through the door, a blast of cold air hits them. They looked for an open window, but they were all closed. My grandpa says that all these cops have seen brutal murders, but he's never seen them as scared as they were at that house. They ran downstairs and out of the house. The lady moved, and nobody lives there to this day. My father was an officer for 30 plus years, and one time he got a call about a man on a bridge who looked like he was about to commit suicide. My dad and his police partner are standing at the bottom of the bridge, trying to talk the man out of it. The man ended up jumping and splattering himself on the pavement. After my dad's shift, he goes back to his police partner's house for a beer. The two of them are sitting in the basement talking about how messed up what happened today was. All of a sudden, the light bulb above them explodes and shatters into a million pieces, and the door simultaneously slams. He said they swept up the glass quietly and never spoke about the man or that incident again. This will probably get buried, but oh well, here I go anyway. I am a cop and I once got called out to a farmhouse where the owner said she heard people in her root cellar. I personally did not hear or see anything paranormal, but we did find a deceased male underneath the floorboards who had looked to be there for some years. In a nutshell, a woman murdered her husband, buried his body in the floorboards and was haunted by his ghost for years to come. My dad used to be a police officer, and he always talks about two stories in particular whenever I ask him about creepy stories that happened while he was working. One, he always talked about how he got a call at a graveyard that someone was robbing it and digging up the graves at around 3am. He was sent over, he said, and it was the creepiest thing ever. He walked around with his flashlight and said he saw things darting around the corners, heard things mocking him and just all kinds of other stuff along those lines. He said what scared him the most was this ominous lantern light that kept flickering in the woods. I never did find anyone digging up graves or going back there Two, There was a man who would chant in Arabic or Hebrew. He believed satanic worship lines. He would do them in his house and had ritual circles and the like painted and carved throughout it. One time, however, they found a dead goat inside. Apparently, neighbors kept calling because they were scared and had seen apparitions and things other than him. He was pretty peaceful, he said, other than the goat. The 911 call taker received a 911 call from a frantic woman stating there was a burglar in her home. The caller told me that she went out for a cigarette at night and when going outside noticed the front door open a crack. She closed it and went to the backyard to have her smoke. It was there she saw the basement light on through the window and saw what she described as a thin, tall white male with dark jeans, a black jacket, a scarf, and a ski hat with a palm palm on top. The caller went back to her home, locked the back door, gathered her family in the bedroom, which was 8 to 10 feet from the hallway that led to the basement. At this point, the police have been dispatched and have arrived on the scene. Multiple surrounding towns responded to set up a perimeter. The back and front were both covered, and the basement had bars on the windows, so all exits were covered. The police got the spare key hidden from the caller's directions that I relayed to them, entered the home, and did an interior search which found no one in the home. The caller was very sure of what she saw and even knew her facial features. The caller had no history of mental illness and had never made a call like that before. She ended up taking her kids and staying with family a few towns over. Police cleared because there was no suspect and no way for anyone who was inside to escape. Next shift, one of the senior guys who had been there nearly 26 years told us he had responded to the suicide of a young white male in the basement. Apparently, he had shot himself with his father's shotgun, which was in a case on the wall near where the caller described him standing and looking around. We all believe that she saw a ghost that night. 1974, dispatched to a home in an upscale neighborhood the lady met at the door and said, hurry, it's in the kitchen now.
2: real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week individual results may vary
0: i asked what is it she responded hurry as she quickly walked across the living room into the kitchen he's hovering over the sink right now i walked into the kitchen i saw nothing out of the ordinary see it's him in his helicopter He's going into the drain. I calmed the lady down. I got a neighbor to sit with me. The neighbor told me privately that the lady lost her husband in Vietnam. He was a chopper pilot. Five years later, the same lady jumped from a helicopter at a ski area and died. She was certain her husband was in the kitchen that day. I'm not a cop. But my friend's husband is. A few years ago, they got a call from a home in Central Sioux Falls. The phone kept calling 911 over and over and over, even after it was unplugged from the wall. The two officers that responded to the call experienced this personally. They also saw a glass move off a shelf into the middle of the living room and fall. During that time, a set of keys disappeared and was noticed in one of the bedrooms upstairs. Apparently, the police report was making the round since it was so unreal. This is the story of my uncle. Back in the late 70s-ish, he was around the age of 28. One day, multiple people called in the early hours to say that someone was attempting to commit suicide. From one of the cranes in the harbor, you know... The huge ones that deal with shipping containers, loading them on and off. The area is well secured off from the outside world, and during those hours it is locked. My uncle confirmed that he also spotted the man on top of the crane. And that he couldn't get on the site, so they needed to wait till the fire department arrived with some fancy cutting equipment multiple people on the phone with the central emergency operator told the central emergency operator in horror that they just saw him jump off somewhere in the waiting period they rushed to the scene there was nothing nothing at all my uncle still doesn't like telling people about it because he is convinced he saw a person standing on the crane and so did another couple of witnesses from afar A buddy of mine from high school is a cop, and he said they got a call from a kid about 12 years old saying he was home alone and he kept hearing noises in his basement, and he was very scared. When my buddy and his partner arrived, they heard the noises themselves while they were on the ground floor and when they were in the basement, and they couldn't find a source. My buddy said the longer they searched for a source without avail, the more his partner became visibly concerned. The kid begged them to take him to the station until his parents got home. On the island I live on, we have plenty of ghost stories, but there are two that I can remember which fit this. One military-related and one police-related. The military one is based around this military vessel that went down in the 19th century, a pretty large vessel for her time in the middle of a storm all hands lost, etc., etc. During the height of the Cold War, a nuclear submarine was in the area and was near the surface. She raised her periscope and the captain saw a huge vessel literally about to hit the ship, so they dived as quickly as possible to avoid being crushed. After two or three minutes, they looked again for this huge vessel which nearly crushed them, but it was nowhere to be seen. I believe the name of the vessel is HMS Eurydice, something like that. The second one involves a police patrol car. They were going alone one day and spotted a large number of handheld lights in the distance. As they got closer, about 30 meters up the road, was a Roman legion crossing the road into the next field. The lights started on one hedge and vanished on the other side of the road. It's safe to say they noped out of there. I remember two others a second involved a World War II messenger on a bike who was wiped out by a tank while speeding along a road. He's been seen a lot on the roads in recent years, causing people to swerve and such. Call the police, and they'll already know who and what caused the incident. The last one is very common, a lady in black is seen walking around the roads late at night. Had the police out and about searching for her on her walks she has never been found after being spotted. The police kind of give up here when it comes to something strange on the roads. Seriously though, every time I've been sent to a bump in the night, a strange noise, or an odd call, there's always been a reasonable and rational explanation for the event. But I will tell you about Mr. Sheets, or as some guys call him, Casper, Mr. Sheets is a cat burglar of the funniest breed. He breaks into retail businesses by somehow removing the glass in the door, walking into the shop and stealing whatever he can. But why do we call him Mr. Sheets? Don't my sheets set off the alarm? Nope. Mr. Sheets somehow removes the glass from the door. Some think it's with a glass cutter. I think he has experience as a glazier and just knows how to do it. He puts the pane of glass aside and then leaves the place open for an hour or two to get the outside and inside air temperatures similar. He then returns and throws, get this, a big white sheet over his head. He then creeps ever so slowly into the store and past the IR sensor motion alarms to whatever he wants to steal. Once he has what he wants, he runs out the door, triggering the alarm and we get the call we only figured it out when a store had its surveillance cameras running 24-7 and actually watched him do it. It took him about an hour to go from the door to a display. But watching the video, all you saw was this big white ghost-like blob on the screen with the cliche eye holes cut in the sheet. Kind of like this. So he got the name Mr. Sheets, but some call him Casper. We caught Mr. Sheets in the act one night. It was something out of Scooby-Doo when he ran out of the shop with the sheet over his head and a German Shepherd chasing after him. The dog tore the sheet to shreds. Shortly after moving into the house in which I'm currently living, I had to call the cops for something bizarre. I was in bed and my dog was in the room with me. Suddenly, We were both startled by the sound of the basement door opening and slamming shut. We were both frozen in fear, but before I could muster the courage to investigate, the hallway connecting the basement door and my bedroom filled with this heavy white light. Not even joking. The light lingered for 10 seconds or so, and immediately afterwards, I panicked and called the cops. I told the dispatcher, quite frankly, that either somebody had broken into my basement and was upstairs somewhere, or this house was haunted. A few minutes later, two cops arrive. The ordeal has left me visibly shaken. They have cleared the house and basement and found no signs of entry or exit. No idea what happened. When I was 16 or so, My mom called the police to check the house out after I had a terrifying experience. It was a little after 10 PM as I had just finished watching Criminal Minds with my mom. I was in the bathroom, and I was about to start washing my face after brushing my teeth. As I reached to turn on the water, I hear what sounds like someone drilling a hole through the wall directly towards me. My mom and grandpa were both in bed, and my cousin, who lived in the downstairs apartment, wasn't home. It was so loud, and I quickly jumped back against the opposite wall. The noise kept going, and it sounded like it was getting closer. I started screaming, saying things like help. And mom. I screamed mom a lot, but my mom is hearing impaired and didn't hear me. As the noise continued, my screaming turned to shrieking and mom changed to mommy, help me. I was too afraid to leave the bathroom which I had locked the door to prior, and by the time the noise stopped, I was pressed against the door crying hysterically for my mom. I calmed just enough to open the door and bolt down the hall to my mom's room, where I promptly fell onto the floor in a ball and sobbed until she calmed me down enough to explain what happened. We had an alarm system, but it wasn't on because my cousin was the one who turned it on when he got home late. My mom called the police, Partially because I refused to leave her room and partially because I was so freaked out. The police came, and they checked all the windows and doors. All of them were locked. They briefly checked out the house and the wall where I heard the noise. Now, the thing is, there is nothing drilled through the wall. On the other side of the bathroom wall was the kitchen. The fridge was farther to the right, and the ice maker wasn't on there was a crack in the water tubing. So the water wasn't hooked up to it, so the fridge wasn't where I heard the noise. The place where I heard the noise was the blank spot between the lower and upper cabinets. No one could think of any reason I would hear that noise. Especially since it was moving and getting closer to me through the wall. That was the only time it happened, and the police were kind of at a loss. The house was built by my grandpa, and my grandma didn't even die in the house. Weird things tended to happen in the house, though. I had a touch lamp that would turn on by itself, but only in the parts of the house that weren't added onto. We had an electrician come and check out the wiring, but everything was fine. We'd hear footsteps in parts of the attic that we knew had boxes in them but had no floor boards over the beams. Actually, I'd hear the footsteps over the place where my grandma had partially fallen through the ceiling when my mom was young. It freaked me out quite a bit as a child, but my mom would just tell me, it's Graham checking up on you. My stepsister believes her house is haunted by the ghost of the dead cop wife of her brother. This past Christmas, after dinner at my stepsister's house, she lives in southeastern Ohio, We were all talking about some strange things that had been happening around her house, and she lays this story out for us. She had lived out in the country in a house, and her brother had lived in town with his newlywed wife, who was a cop. The wife slash cop was in her early 20s and had recently joined the police force. Less than a year after she started the force, she was killed in a pretty bad car wreck on icy roads just a few miles from her house. Needless to say, Her husband was distraught. After a few months, my sister had one of her kids lose their job and needed to move home, and as my sister's place was kind of small, she started looking for a bigger place in town. She told her brother this, and he said he didn't want to live in his place anymore because of too many bad memories and feelings in the house. So he proposed that they swap houses. She agrees and she and her son and her son's girlfriend move into the brother's house in the city while he moves out to their place. After the first couple of weeks, my sister decides to start redecorating and painting and starts noticing weird things moving around the house, namely little things that had belonged to the dead cop slash wife. The weirdest thing was a pack of cigarettes that my sister said she had found in the garage that had belonged to the cop slash wife, who had smoked, and had put away in the back of a medicine cabinet in her bathroom in case she wanted to sneak an occasional cigarette. She said after she put it in there, every time she went to grab a cig, the whole pack would be moved to some random place in the house. No cigs were ever missing, but the whole pack would be moved into weird places. Then she began coming home to find all the doors and windows in the house open, which freaked her out a bit. Including one day when she had locked everything up and headed to the store with a friend of hers but had gotten just a few streets away when she realized she had forgotten her phone and quickly turned back to grab it and got home to find all the windows and doors open again even though she had only been gone for two minutes and had double checked everything before she left. Then a few months later... She said she would start feeling the feeling of something sitting on the couch next to her or on her bed when she would be watching TV or getting ready to go to sleep. Started really freaking her out. She also said her son's guitar in his room would randomly sound out notes in his room when no one else was home, like someone had just plucked a string really firmly. This has been going on for the past year and my stepsister had never mentioned it to anyone other than her son who thought she was a little crazy until he too came home to find all the doors and windows open one day. She told us she hadn't told anyone BC she felt like it was the sister slash cop who she had been close to and whom she said it felt like sitting next to her sometimes. My sister is in her early forties and is very down to earth. She was always raised to be kind of religious and never believed in anything paranormal. This was the last thing we expected to hear from her, and she didn't really seem scared when she told us, more just concerned that it would freak her brother out. I don't really know what slash why she thought told us this, but just thought it was a strange story. When I was 10, my brother and I were frequently left home alone on weekends. We would use the camcorder everywhere we went and make lame movies. One night, we ventured down the street and started screwing around by the middle school, filming in the windows and acting goofy. We were at the front entrance goofing around when a garbage can on rollers went rolling past the door. We ran screaming like little girls, and a cop saw us running from the school. We told him a ghost scared us and showed him the video. He was intrigued and summoned another cop with keys. They went inside and came out a few minutes later, can in tow. They said nobody was in there and they had no idea what pushed the cart. They told us to quickly head home before anything else bad happened. They followed us home, I'm sure giggling their ass off after encountering the janitor inside, also laughing their ass off. But I like to believe we saw a ghost pushing a trash can that night. This isn't police related, really. Security guards and employees of a large corporation are both mentioned. When my mother was young, she worked at Six Flags over Texas and Arlington. Apparently, there was a building there, or possibly still is, just as something else, that had a friendly ghost of a young girl in it. The existence of said ghost was known and accepted by all employees that worked there, and possibly still is. It's kind of urban legendish. But basically the nighttime security would hear stuff in the upstairs of this building all the time. Somehow, it was determined that it was a little girl who had lived in the area before and had passed away. I think people claimed to have seen her. The daytime workers started leaving toys up there and would come back to find them played with, amongst various other things in the park. It's a pretty hollow story, but all of the people I've met who work there, I haven't met anyone for at least 10 years. All confirmed the little girl's existence. The ghost had a name, it was something like Annie, and was widely agreed to be friendly. I can't say I really believe it, and any weird occurrences can probably be explained, but I have always really liked the story. Maybe someone who worked there can fill in the story a bit more. I called my mom while typing this to ask what building it was, and she got mad and said, I told you no such thing. When I insisted she did, she just mumbled something and hung up. Oh well. My family as a whole doesn't really believe in that kind of stuff. Or at least claims to. I was working as a security guard on locations in Toronto for the film St. Ralph. Locations people are not police but we have to watch all of the property that we lease for the film so that vagrants and such do not go in overnight. We were in charge of checking out this old school, of course, an abandoned old school would have rumors. This rumor was that a girl had hung herself with a jump rope after gym class. Back then, a lot of old schools had their gyms on the top floors. Why? I don't know. I just know the school I went to in Buffalo had a top floor we weren't allowed in either because it used to be the gym and the floor was weak from repeated stomping by kids. So I was checking out the floors. I had heard from some of the others that they heard movement from the top floor. Something in the stairwell. Yeah, I was afraid, but then again, I just told myself it was vagrants. I checked the first and second floors. Garbage and rats. Nothing much else. The only way to get to the third floor was by an old elevator. One of the ones that doesn't really have a door. It's just a grill that you can see through. The basement had more of the same as the first two floors, so it was up to the third. I didn't have a bad feeling as I went up, but when the elevator stopped on the third floor, I saw someone in the hallway with their back to me. It was a female. She looked like she was occupied by something? A toy? I don't know because I didn't get out of the elevator. I slammed the button for the roof and slid the grate shut. The girl dropped whatever she was holding and ran at me. She reached where I was probably when my knees were all that was left on the third floor. I called my supervisor, Ian, from the roof, where he came and got me. I told him everything and I quit. I had no intention of returning. He had to really coax me to go back through the school to get out. I remember what I saw, but I was told I was sleep deprived, maybe I didn't see it. I just know the terror I felt was real. For about a decade or so, I was a security guard working an overnight shift for a big construction company. They had a storage yard where they kept generators and other equipment one night i got a call from one of the cops that worked our neighborhood he was on the other side of the facility a drunk driver had turned in a drive and actually hit the gate at that entrance i hoofed it over and met him the driver was out sitting on the curb very intoxicated and the cop was searching for his car there was a number to call to report any sort of damage to the facility to an insurance company or something I was dialing it and going through the menu when there was this enormous flash of light. The cop jumped out of the car in mid-search. The whole yard was lit up, it looked to me like there was a spotlight and a helicopter aimed down at us, but there was no sound at all. It went on for about 10 seconds, then got very bright and was gone. It was bright enough that both of us were blinded for a few seconds. The cop was really worked up about it, filed a report and took my statement. He was convinced it was a UFO, which of course it was, but you know what I mean. Here's the thing that makes me wonder I worked the rest of the night but was feeling like crap when I got off at 8 AM. At first I thought I was just tired, but I was running a fever and puked a little bit within a few hours. I passed out and slept like I was dead. I didn't go into work that night. I was sick for about two days, it seemed like a mild flu. One last weird thing I only worked that job for about 3 more months. The neighborhood wasn't great and we came in contact a lot with the cops who worked that beat, and the officer who saw the light with me really flaked out, became a real arrogant jerk where before he had been cool. He had problems with depression, apparently, and was reassigned. So I dunno, I have never seen anything like that since. I volunteer as a local night watch in a nice wooded area, and the roads here are curvy. Teenagers tend to race and try to drift around the corners. One day, some kid in his all-black Evo tried to drift around a corner at 80 miles per hour and ended up slamming himself into the trees. He was pronounced dead at the scene. We set up safety stops every so often so this doesn't happen again. One night, We get a call that a car is racing towards the safety stop. The car was described as an all-black Evo with blinding white headlights. We stationed the roadblock just around the corner from where the prior incident occurred. As the Evo drifted around the corner, its headlights blinded us, so all we could hear was the sound of squealing tires and of metal being crushed. There was a ton of smoke, taillights could be seen through them, so we dialed 911. Long story short, the police, fire department, and paramedics arrived to find nothing but fresh skid marks on the ground. This wasn't the only time this phantom driver has been seen. Additionally, during the polar vortex, a snow plow spotted a blacked-out car stuck in a drift near the corner of the incident. Also, the family of the deceased kid left a small cross and one of his favorite racing tires. The tire is in great condition considering it's been exposed to the elements for about two years. I'm not a cop, but I've had a few paranormal experiences while living in a really old apartment complex for a few years. The complex was built near a civil war battlefield in Tennessee and has been around for a good 50 years or so. My wife had always told me she's very sensitive to supernatural vibes and paranormal happenings, and the second we walked into our unit, she started to freak out and say she felt something there. I shrug it off and figure it's nothing. I never quite believed in anything like that. Over the next few months, we had a lot of strange things happen. Large bangs on our walls in the very early hours of the morning, seeing some figures in our back bathroom at night, you know. The usual things that happen when you think you're haunted. The instance that got me was one night after I put my daughter down to bed. Her room always gave me a bad vibe. That's where the bangs would come from, inside her room, on her walls. A few hours after I put her in her room, she comes out and tells me a genie, she had never heard of ghosts or knew what they were at the time, came into her room and hit her. She had a big mark on her arm where she said it hit her. I let her fall asleep on the couch while I was watching TV, then took her back to her room. She wakes up while I'm putting her back in bed, and she says, Daddy, it's still in here. Will you get it out? It's scary. I ask her where it is, and she points towards her closet. I've had friends spend the night there, and they were all woken up in the night by something grabbing them or shaking them. Needless to say, I'm never moving back to that complex. Not a cop. The neighbor gave birth to a little daughter, but the mother died during childbirth, so the girl lived with her grandparents and father. My mom and grandmother would also help to raise and do whatever to help out a bit. One day, my mother and grandmother took the little girl for a walk, she was about five at the time. According to my mother, halfway through the little girl got tired, so she placed her on her shoulders. On the walk back, My mother and grandmother saw a woman in front of them. It was the mother of the little girl. My grandmother quickly told my mom, Oh, it's time for dinner, let's go home. My mother was extremely scared, and my grandmother made sure neither of them said anything about the child. So they dropped her off at home and they came home and told everyone what happened. A minute later, The grandmother of the little girl came into the house saying that the little girl told all of them she saw her mother on the walk. My mother and grandmother both said they didn't mention it to the girl, but they had seen her as well. Anson, Texas, boasts the Anson lights. Mysterious lights that you can summon by parking at a specific crossroads and flashing your lights. They will bounce back and forth across the road as they come near you. It's freaky stuff and if you're ever in the area, you should check it out. The story is that during the Great Depression, a small child wandered out of its home. Upon discovering the child was missing, the mother grabbed a lantern and went looking for the child. The child is presumed to have frozen to death in the winter weather, and the mother, the light, is still searching for her child. Who knows if the story is true. But I do know the lights are real. You drive out past the crossroads on this specific road, and you park facing the main road. It's in a bit of a bowl type area, so you know you're not seeing lights from the road behind where the Anson light shows up. You flash your headlights and then you wait. You'll see this light appear, and it will come bobbing down the road towards you. It never gets to you and if you drive towards it lights on or off, it will disappear. There's a similar phenomenon in Tennessee. It's not well known, but it does work on certain nights. It's said to be a ghost or some such. Some friends and I went out there one night to observe it and, sure enough, it was there. All you had to do was drive on this road and stop at a certain point. It only worked on humid or foggy nights. We did some experimentation. We drove down that road with our lights off, not a big deal, you can see anything coming with lights and it's a very seldom used country road, and nothing happened. We had a spotlight with us and turned it on going down the road, and the light was there, but just slightly different. It wasn't quite as big and wasn't quite as a wobbly? Maybe that's the right word. We were pretty convinced that it was just a trick of light refraction at this point, especially since that area is very often really humid and are wet we went back the next day during the daylight and did some reconnaissance we found some old pie pans stuck to trees glass bottles and brush etc and a series of small creek beds at this point we're convinced of the refraction idea the next night which was of similar humidity we went back and having noted the locations of the pie pans and other things we determined that the ghost lights were, indeed, simply light bouncing off the pie pans and light fog.